Buck. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today, we are sitting down with Mr. Josh Hillman. And I, God, I don't know why Toby showed up again today, but he did. How are you doing, Toby? You, you couldn't find anybody better is what it is. <laughs> that, it's a slight possibility, I guess. We have so missed you, Toby. <laughs> I saw a homeless dude on the way over here. <laughs> I was half tempted to pick him up instead of grabbing you. Probably been better. <laughs> probably would have. And he probably knows more about bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely knows more about bourbon than you do. So uh, today, I'm going to let Josh take the lead on this today, but uh, today we decided we were going to discuss keg liquors and their store picks. We've been been on a store pick uh, kick lately as far as discussing what we like, what we don't like, and... uh, That's because it's trendy, and we're all trendy. Absolutely. I'm a trendy whore, I I will not lie. We're going to go through these keg liquor store picks, and we're kind of... Speaking of keg, my shirt says keg today. Your Uh, shirt says keg. Kappa Sigma Gamma, whatever, dude. No, Keg, Keg, Keg. That's what. That's all I know. I, I I can't. I don't know any of those weird Greek letter stuff you're talking about. So anyway, Josh, take the lead. What What do we got going on here, brother? All right. So actually, the reason this came about is we were going through the bourbon bunker, and I pulled out a couple of Knob Creek picks, and then you said, "I thought first, let's talk about just some of the Keg liquor picks we've got," and then we narrowed it down to Knob Creek keg liquor picks because i've got three of them here and three just seems to be a great way to do an episode you you don't you don't want 13 Ooh, i would like 13 but i would not like to drink 13 all at one time so a few episodes ago if i correct me if i'm wrong didn't we discuss something about store picks and how keg was one of the ones that we were trusted we do and and you and i both do and i think toby does as well but the keg liquors is on my way to and from work, so it's a normal stop for me there on Lewis and Clark Parkway in Clarksville. Occasionally, I'll stop off at the one on Charlestown Road in New Albany, but uh, the Clarksville one's my go-to. You're completely wrong. There's not Charlestown Road. It's Chucktown. I've never called it Chucktown. I always call it Chucktown Road. Chucktown. All right. All right. We're off topic again. Sorry, we, uh, we do that quite a bit when we drink. I guess it's we're off topic to start because we're just getting started, but I know you're going to get off topic again. Yes? I, I mean, I can't argue that shit, but just keep going. All right, all right. <laughs> so we've got three Knob Creek single barrel 120 proofs um, in front of us here, and what we have is a truffle shuffle which I think you've probably heard me talk about over the last seven or eight months is the truffle shuffle has been my favorite Knob Creek store pick. We've got the, that's a bold move cotton and Scott's got the other one in his hand, but I think it says barrel 6313 with a little silver plaque on it. 6313 hand selected by keg liquors. And it's got a little silver plaque. Like you said, this is a uh, small batch aged nine years. So well, this is not even when they got to the point where they were running the 10-year the specials. So what I know is that when it says aged nine years, that's the small batch label on it, but it could have been 10 or 12 years. So um, this pick, the one that we're starting well, That's out false with, advertisement, Josh. Well, that was what their TTB approved logo label was. At that time. Yes. Good deal. So... <laughs> Before we get into this, we, we you just mentioned two different ones, Truffle Shuffle, and that's a bold move, Cotton. I have no idea what this one is. I know what the Truffle Shuffle is. What's the Taterific sticker on each one of these? The That's a bold move, Cotton. Dodgeball. Off dodgeball with Will Ferrell, right? Will Ferrell? 
Don't you remember just Justin Bateman? And he's sitting there and they're they're having the conversation and like I don't remember exactly what happened, but he goes, "Oh, that's a bold move, Cotton." You don't remember that? No. They're playing a game of dodgeball, um, and it's a televised game, and that's a bold move, Cotton. Actually, my favorite my favorite quote from that movie is, "If you can dodge if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball." <laughs> <laughs> Now, and, and the Truffle Shuffle, do you know that one? Yeah, every, I think everybody should know the Truffle Shuffle because it may be the greatest movie that's ever made. And if we have some younger than millennials on here, what does that mean? It is from the Goonies. And Chunk, they made him do, the, they made him do the Truffle Shuffle in order to come in. <laughs> oh, no, no, Scott, no. <laughs> Woo! Um, they Scott made him, just pulled up his shirt and, and uh, went to do the Truffle Shuffle. They, they lived in the Goonies, or the Goondocks. And they made him do the truffle shuffle in order to come in the house with the rest of the kids. And where is that? That's really out in Washington, isn't it? Isn't that where the house is? California or Washington? I don't know. Wasn't it on a coast someplace? Yeah, it seems like it might have been Washington. I think it's on the coast. All right. We digress, and we got off topic here. But the Scott, put your shirt down. <laughs> uh, the truffle shuffle, I think I've told you guys on many podcasts here, has been my favorite Knob Creek store pick. Toby was so nice to pick me up a second one at some point um, after I finished off the first. So I liked it that much that I drank it over the others. Um, that a bold, that's a bold move. Cotton is more in the half-consumed. And we just cracked a new one, which is what we're going to start with. So the new one we're going to start with is um, was put out on the shelves, I want to say somewhere in May of 2018, and from what Todd had texted or messaged me, it was a 14-year-old, huge caramel notes, and a lingering sweetness not normally associated with Knob Creek. So you guys have both had the opportunity to try it here. What do you think? I definitely agree with the sweetness. I don't necessarily know what he means by not typical to Knob Creek, but because because Knob Creek tends to be a real caramely, real well sweet to me anyway. So this is a different type of sweet, I will say that. And it's also got a different spice to it than your typical Knob Creek, I will say that. So I just put some water in it, so I'm going to let you go back to kind of describing this because I want to try it with a little bit of water. So 14-year-old, so um, as you referenced, it says small batch, nine-year. This was a 14-year-old barrel. Um Knob Creek is a very high corn. Uh, let's let's talk about that mash bill just so you guys have that in front of you. Uh, on previous, I want to say one of the last two podcasts, I can't remember which it was, but we talked about me being a high corn, uh, high corn fan, corn hub, high corn fanboy. Uh, mash bill seventy three percent corn, thirteen percent rye, ten percent barley. That was really close to one of the other mash bills we recently talked about. Uh, seven, well, 1792 was up there at 75 corn, 15 rye, 10 barley. And the Russell's reserve was 75 corn, 13, 13 rye, 12 barley. Yeah. So all really similar. And I guess it makes sense why we're such a fan of some of these together is they're so similar in mash bills. Yeah, I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. I think that anytime you get a, uh, a particular type of mash bill, um, you, you're going to enjoy something that's going to be similar to that. Um, I'm, I'm really kind of shocked though, because when, it, because you do like high corn and you do like rye, but almost every dickle pick I've put in front of you 
Dude, you're putting hazmat crap in front of me. I, I don't care Dickel. if it's 144 or 137 or 122. I mean, it's just high corn's high corn, right? He's not a fan of Dickel. Josh is a friend of... Nah, stop. He's not, All right, he's so not, this... he's not. It's not that he's not a friend, a fan of Dickel. It's that he, he he's just not overly... It's hot, Loving dude. it. It's just hot. He doesn't like that super, super hot. Because most of the time when you get high corn, especially in Dickel, you're going to get stuff that's like in that 125 to 140 range or even higher 140. When you get those hazmats, I mean, they're over that 140 range. All right. So back to this Knob Creek uh, keg pick. This is the barrel 6313 from 2018. I could drink this thing all day long. Mm-hmm. And I'm certainly picking up the... The caramel, not caramel, the caramel notes in this thing, um, pretty strong. Uh, it's, it is smooth all the way around. There is no mouth burn. There's no afterburn. This is just a darn good pick. So I will say I've, I've had the other two. This is the, my first time having this one. Um, I, I don't disagree with the fact that it's smooth. Um, I just don't know that it's as smooth as the other two, and I'm not. I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read dive into the other two to just make sure I'm thinking the same way still. But so all right, so I'm going the, off of memory, off memory. And the one thing we'll talk about at some point today probably is how a bottle changes after it's been open for some period of time. And this is a fresh crack, along with the truffle shuffle. And so day. yes, barrel sixty three thirteen is a fresh crack. And Truffle Shuffle is a fresh crack for this bottle. I've got memories of the last bottle that I've killed. But I'm interested, if I love and enjoy this bottle so much already here on the first pour, I'm interested to see how it changes here over... uh... Oh, nice. Nice. Nice pop. I'm interested to see how this changes after it... I don't know. Do they say it's oxidized? After it oxidizes, yeah. For a after while. it gets some oxygen to it, you know, we we always say you you want to drink a bottle past the shoulder, let it sit for a month or two, and then go back and revisit it. I'll say the last time that we were doing a tasting around here, I remember pouring out, you know, what I didn't finish as we were tasting something else, something that wasn't my daily jam. But I'm going to finish this bad boy. Scott, tell us what you think. So we went into the second one, which is the truffle shuffle. So. The 6313, if that's what you're still talking about. So the 6313, I, I, I thought it was a good pour. Um, I didn't feel like it was, it, I will say, I felt like it was a little bit more off-flavor profile than what I would typically think of on an Op Creek. It's definitely got some sweetness, but it's also got a little bit more spice. Like that yeah. for being a 120, I want to say it, it, it drinks like a 120, whereas when I typically grab... Those Knob Creek picks, I don't feel like they typically hit at that 120 level. Well, maybe the biggest difference, too, is that that one is a 14-year, and a lot of these other store single barrels, store pick single barrels are, what, 10-year? Yeah, but they should mellow with age. I mean, that's typically what you pick up oak, and it, t- it should mellow. Now, the tannins, I will say that some some certain tannins in that situation will give you a different flavor. So, for me, I got a lot of caramel notes, um, but I also got some of those... Uh, almost like floral notes. And then I also got a little bit of like leather and tobacco in that one. So I, I could pick up a little bit of, uh, 
<laughs> Why are you shaking your head, Josh? Because you're talking about gnawing on leather again. I'm not. So listen, I mean, leather is a very real flavor. When you really think about, you know, bourbon and things like that. Hey, hey Toby, go sniff that leather couch. Yeah, I've never chewed on a leather wallet or, like you said, a... Uh, baseball, baseball glove is what I remember. Yeah, like as a kid, I I used to sit in right field, and you know when I wasn't pitching, because uh, that's what I did. I either pitched or I played right field because I was fat and slow, and you know you throw the ball. Where, where did we talked about that recently? I don't remember that. Yes, you you were right field nobody. Yep. But I, the only time I've ever put my mouth on a baseball glove is maybe to tie a string. Or one of the strings tighter, or something like that. You don't remember the pinky string always just being just a, just a little longer than what it should have been. All right, we're, we digress. So here we are. We're drinking the <laughs> Keg Liquors Truffle Shuffle. <laughs> this one was barreled October the second, two thousand and eight. Pretty close coming up. Um, and it was selected on October the thirty first, Halloween pick. Ooh, I bet they were eating lots of Halloween candy. Uh, October the 31st, 2019, Warehouse WE Floor F5, Rick R29, 120 proof, and has been one of my favorite. And it's got the Taterific sticker on the back, which is uh, doing the truffle shuffle. So the the nose on this one is even better, in my opinion, than the the 6313. So we started with a 14-year. With barrel 6313, this one is nearly a little over an 11-year. Gotcha. All right. What so, do you, go ahead. One of the things I wanted to point out real quick before we got into some of the other notes is you, you've brought it up a couple of times where it tells you the warehouse, the floor, and all that. Do you guys think that makes a difference? Because I know that uh, no uh, Four Roses does that. Where they will tell you which floor it came from, what warehouse it comes from, and I know like um, Blanton's all comes from one warehouse um, that's a steel clad warehouse, things like that. Do you think that 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 actually makes that big a difference between the flavors and everything like that, even with the same mash bill? I'm gonna give you the legal answer of it depends. <laughs> I, I would say that there are certain ones that we all go back to and say. Dude, that Russell's, that wild turkey, I want to say it's like C&F or something. You know, wild turkey, you're going to pull one that's really different. Uh, Blanton's all comes from the same rickhouse, I think. Mm-hmm. I think warehouse, rickhouse, whatever you want to yep. call it. Yep. But I'll also warehouse tell you that H. at Old Forester, I don't think that's the same because they do a different process in theirs where they inject heat or run heat through the, the warehouse, rickhouse. So I think it depends, but some of that's just crap. I, I think some of it's crap, but I also will say that there's definitely a difference when you are trying to get different proofs out of product. So anything that's higher in the rickhouse, it's just like in your house, right? So when you're when your house, what's the coolest room in your in your house, right? In the basement. The basement, right? What's the hottest room in your house? Upstairs. Upstairs. The attic. The attic, right? Exactly. So it's going to be the exact same thing in a rickhouse. The lower you are to the ground, hot air rises. You're you're going to stay those cooler temperatures, things like that. So your angel shares are going to be higher on your tier sixes and your tier fives. So therefore, you're going to lose more bourbon, and it's going to be more of a complex, deeper flavor, in my humble opinion, in tier five and six, you know, or your upper tiers of those rickhouses. I will also say that some rickhouses are 
north wind or their south wind or different things like that. So, you know, a Camp Nelson is not going to be the same as Warehouse, you know, G. Um, so it, it, all those things can be variables that make your bourbon taste differently. Um, but I will say of those, I believe, in my in my opinion... Humble opinion, right? Humble opinion, yes. Um, Four Roses and probably Wild Turkey are probably the ones that have specific areas that they're like Warehouse G or CA, CNA or CNF or, you know, that have those rickhouses that are known to be X, Y, or Z, like that are important. Scott, I really need you to set up a podcast with Knob Creek so that we can go and explore these rickhouses and maybe thieve a little sample out of some in each of them. Well, I, I completely agree with you. But what, what I was trying to get at is if, if, the, if the, um, the picks are going to show all of these things, is it going to be something that you would need to consider when you're buying a pick? So if you got a, a keg pick that, that they happen to be on this floor and then a Lowell Bourbon Hounds pick that's on the same floor and you enjoyed the birth, uh, both, one, uh, both picks, uh, or is that where you're going to go to? You're going you're gonna to actually read the label to pick a bottle based on some of those metrics. Or are you just going to say, okay, well, I'll trust Lowell Bourbon Hounds or Lowell Bourbon Club or the keg? not necessarily based on where they picked it from, how much of that is something that you would actually use to, to make a decision on whether or not you're going to buy a bottle? Well, I'm a tater, and I'm a local tater, and Southern Indiana is local to me, and I do enjoy supporting the keg. So I've also really loved most all of the picks I've gotten from the keg liquors and that Todd has been a part of picking so I'm probably going to take a risk, and I say a risk, it's like a $50 risk when you're buying a Knob Creek bottle, but I'm probably going to take that risk and buy the Knob Creek single barrel just because I enjoy the variation, the variety, the variation, is that a word? The variety. No, variation is definitely a word. The, I enjoy the variety of what you get. No. Have you had too much today? No, I haven't. Okay. We've only been drinking like two different. How could he have had? Did you start drinking before we got here? <laughs> well, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Well, hell yeah, I agree with that. Never mind. Um, so we're moving on to the truffle shuffle. Truffle shuffle. So far, this has been my favorite Knob Creek pick. So to me, the nose is totally different, which is agree. odd because you're agree talking you. about 11 year versus a 14 year, but it's the, the same bourbon, right? It's Knob Creek. To date, this has been my favorite, and I'm a full bottle in on it. Not today, but a full bottle in. You like this better than my afternoon delight? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And honestly, right now, and I'll have to come back to the 6313 in a couple of weeks after it sat open for a little while or sat, you know, popped cork. I really like the 6313, the first one we tried today. What do you think, Scott? So I still prefer the Truffle Shuffle over the 6313. Even though they're both fresh cracks, they're both in there. Um, you can't go wrong with either one, though. Uh, you can't go wrong. I, I just well, If I was going to pick one over the other right now, and we've still got one more to go with, that's a Bobo Cotton. Um, I'll tell you before. This one is super. I, this one's got a, a much more, I, I guess I'll say a traditional Knob Creek flavor. Like it's less flavor off flavor profile than the 14 year high corn fanboy is going to tell you that 
that's a bold move. Cotton, the one we haven't tried yet today, is one of my least favorite, but still a good pick. Um, so, Toby, what do you think about this one? No, the the truffle shuffle is actually very, very good. I'm I've been a big fan of Knob Creek lately. Um, again, I think I've talked about the the nine year and the twelve years being really great bottles that you can find pretty much anywhere. And then when you get these single barrels, especially with the picks, you're, you're not going to go wrong with any of them. And I really enjoy the the, the truffle shuffle. I like to call it that we're going to go wading in the creek. So that, that's my, my go-to is we're going to go wade in the creek. Just your wang. Yep. Um, <laughs> Knob Creek, we're going to go wade in the creek. And uh, Dad and I are going camping next weekend, so I know I'm going to take a little creek with me. Can so I go camping with you and your dad? No. Damn. No. I so just want to go camping. So we can go wade in the creek. But uh, So I added a little water to this truffle shuffle because I'm just kind of curious to see how much it changes it. Let me know how it changes it. I don't like to add any water or ice block or ice ball to, to Knob Creek. And at 120 proof, that's a little surprising, as you guys know me. We know because you like that 90 proof. I'm a huge 90 proof fan, but these are just really good as is. Oh, okay, l- let me ask you this. If you had the new t- have you seen the new refrigerator that they're making now with the craft ice? I want one ice? of those, yes, absolutely. LG with the craft ice, Will the big ice craft- ball. If you could do that. I've seen it. If you could get that, would you throw, go ahead and throw it in if you didn't have to put any effort into it? Not this. Okay. I, I honestly, Knob Creek, neat, without ice, no ice. It's the way to go for me with Knob Creek. Scott, what do you think about that nose as you put it in there? So it, the the nose actually gets hotter, which is unusual when you add a little water. Um, but let me let me get a little taste of it, and I'll let you talk while I'm tasting. Absolutely. So barrel 6313, 14 year. This one's an 11 year and almost a month. Um, I don't know. It's a really, I have loved truffle shuffle over the last over COVID and it's just a good, good pour. And so we don't know where the, the 6313, where the Rick house warehouse, any of that stuff, because it's an older label with a little silver plaque on it. So. And they're trying to be vague. I, I prefer this neat. Like I tried the water in there. Um, and not to interrupt you, Toby, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, it, it um it honestly doesn't do anything to it you know i added water to it um it just isn't that funny how sometimes it really opens it up and other times it just doesn't it just did well i mean it it didn't it didn't add any complexity it actually just honestly just it just tastes diluted it just doesn't taste as as quite as good and i love a good ice block or ice ball but i don't want it on knob creek yeah. it is it is smooth there's no mouth burn there's no afterburn it's just like you were out in eastern Kentucky wading in the creek. So, all right. So let's uh, let's move on to the next one here. So, and I was just as we were talking, I was comparing after I made reference that sixty three thirteen didn't show us anything on warehouse location. This one was barreled on ten two two thousand eight, same exact day as Truffle Shuffle. This one was selected on 10-30-2019, the day before Truffle Shuffle. So Todd went, went up two, two days, days in a row. row. Uh, that's what it says, and it's the exact same warehouse. Oh, he probably picked them on the same day. They probably bought them on separate days. Well, it says selected on, but you know that's their TTB-approved label. So. Gotcha. Well, hand that 
We'll move over. All right, so it's the exact same warehouse, floor, everything. So I'm assuming that when they went to Knob Creek, Knob Creek pulled uh, whatever they were willing to produce that day for a single barrel, put it all out, and said, here's what we're going to sample. 120 proof. This one is the – it's a bold move cotton. Can you pull Can you pull the other pick real quick, the um, LBH pick that we did? I, I think it was W as well. Uh, let me go grab it while you guys Absolutely. talk here. So, so I'm going to pour this in there. Toby, do you do you have some insight on this one? Have you tried the – that's your pick cotton yet? I, I've not, other than just taking the nose in. It's got a solid nose along with everything else. Damn, you were nose-fucking that glass, dude. What's up with that? <laughs> gotta, <laughs> I mean, gotta, you were balls deep on you, that. You got to get in there. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're not all jazz. We're not like the Nolf that can get all the way down in there. I know. But uh, we – but when you get in there, you get the, the, the nice nose. It's got a good solid, uh, not alcohol. You don't feel that alcohol burn or anything, even with the 120 proof. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the flavor tastes like. Good deal. So, well, so. Scott, let me, let me just jump in there, there. Afternoon Delight, which we, I think, talked about on one of the last two podcasts. I can't remember yeah, which. Last couple, that's fine. Last couple of podcasts we talked about. Afternoon Delight, uh, which was a Louisville. Do I need to play the song again? No, thank you. Okay. Please don't. Which was a Louisville <laughs> Bourbon Hounds pick. Um, it was a Warehouse L, Floor 5. So rig, it's Warehouse L. Which is completely different gotcha. from this, which is W-E. Um, and it was the youngest of the ones that we've tried. The LBH one was a 10-year in like a week. Yeah. Um, so a little bit different. We've tried a 14-year. Um, an 11 and an 11 and the LBH was a 10. So what do you think? What do you think in there? So the nose is, the nose seems off flavor profile. Like it doesn't seem like your typical Knob Creek. Which is what single barrels are all about, right? Well, yes, but you know, I I find that a lot of times the nose is very similar, you know, just because, I mean, it is the same whiskey, right? It's got the same, same mash bill, things like that, but um let me let me get a little flavor sample here and we'll kind of go from there toby have you tried this one already i just took a uh, just a small uh drink of it it's very very good it's got a lot of flavor um i don't necessarily think i like it as much as the truffle shuffle it's got a good it's got a good nose it's good flavor um doesn't hang on as much i think do you remember it versus the afternoon delight i don't okay just checking. Scott, you're sitting over there, like, licking your lips like that was good. Well, it, it is very tasty. Um, I think I prefer it over the 6313, but not over the Truffle Shuffle. Um, the big thing is, is and, and the reason I was kind of doing that is uh, it's got a little bit more burn up front. Like, the, it's got a little tongue feel to it. So when I when I drink this one, it gives me a little bit more on the front side than the either one of those do. I think it's got a little less, I'm going to call it just flavor, because I don't think it's as bold as the Truffle Shuffle, and I don't think it's as caramelly, and notice I said caramel, as caramelly as the Barrel 6313. I think it's just, it lacks a little bit of flavor, and this one's been open, I bought it at the same time that I bought Truffle Shuffle. Yep. It's been open. Same day. Same day, but I did have to drive because I went from Clarksville to New Albany store because I'm a tater. Why can't they just have them in the same place? Well, they wanted to move traffic at both stores, but I 
I drove to both stores that day because I'm a tater and I needed the single barrel and I like Knob Creek. So it, it, it's got a very similar typical Knob Creek hangs to the glass. It's, it's very, you know, heavy and it's very Viscousy. thick. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers, I'll tell you what. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the flavor in general, it's 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 just not the same as, as either of the other two that we've tried today. And just that's just my opinion. All right, so let me ask you guys a question. As I'm looking at two almost full bottles that we just opened today, and I'm looking at the That's a Bold Move cotton, which is mm, a little less than half, we'll call it, probably closer to a third. If you guys are going to pull a bottle off the shelf, are you going back to pull the bottle that you've enjoyed the most? Or are you going back to pull the bottle and say, I just want to kill that bottle? I would probably try to go to the one that, that has the least amount. So the one that, that, that 6313, I think, um, because I enjoyed it, but I'd want to get it down to the same level and then just kind of choose. I, I want three bottles with a third, then two bottles with two-thirds in it. Scott, what about you? Do you go to empty a bottle so you can clear space on your shelf? Never. Or do you save it because you remember something about it and enjoy it? So I'm kind of on two fields here, all right? So my, my new thing is I, I'm trying to build an infinity bottle. Why? Nerd. Just just because, like... Is that I, like an I, Avengers thing? No, I, I think... <laughs> so an infinity bottle, for, for, for listeners that maybe don't, don't know what that is, basically you take an old bottle of bourbon that's empty, and you start putting the bottom two ounces or three ounces of bottles that you need to kill, but you just haven't done, but you want to grab something that's a similar enough mash bill to where you're not going to completely, you know, screw up the flavor. That That's the way I understand it. Maybe somebody will tell you a difference in opinion there, but so in this situation, maybe you have a, a Knob Creek Infinity bottle, um, or you have just an Infinity bottle, but you know that you want high corn in it. So then you grab your Knob Creeks, your old Foresters, and you grab your wild turkeys, right? Because they're all high corn. And you put two ounces from, that's my pick, cotton, two ounces from Truffle Shuffle, and two ounces from 6313, and then two ounces from Rare Breeze or, you know, some other, uh, you know, the the Silver Dollar pick, whatever. What if it, it tastes like And you like build crap. a 750. I, I don't know that it could taste like crap. I, I know a lot of people don't put the same brand in there. So they right. put two ounces of uh, Knob Creek and then two ounces of Blanton's and two ounces of something else that they don't necessarily put the same brand in. Yeah, I don't think that, the, and, and I don't think that they do that, right? But I but I don't think that they're doing high wheat versus high rye. Like, I, I think that the, when they do an infinity bottle, they're doing an infinity bottle that is all four grain or an infinity bottle that's all high rye or an infinity bottle that's all wheat. So that way they, they, they're not completely throwing off the mash bill. But I think that that's what an infinity is all about, right? And then when you can do that, and if you label it properly, you know exactly what you did to build that bottle. Now, you'll never be able to build that bottle again, but then once you get that 750 full, you then have something that is special and unique to you. I'm just worried I would have wasted the last pour of all those bottles for something that might taste like absolute crap. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. 
I just decided, you know, over the last couple of months that that's what I was going to do. So every Old Foe bottle that I've got down to the last two ounces that's a single barrel pick, I'm just dropping into an Infinity bottle. So I'm in this predicament because, you know, I love to just take a bottle that I enjoy and to say, how am I going to enjoy this the next time? So as I'm thinking that, you know, coming up this weekend, next weekend, we're going camping, Glamping, probably, because it's in an RV. It's not really camping. It's glamping. Hey, that's good enough for me. And if I understand your mom and dad's camper, it's pretty glamorous. It is. It is pretty pretty glamorous. So we're going to go glamping, and I'm just thinking, Dad likes the creek. Which one of these would I take? Do I take the That's a Bold Move Cotton to finish it? Do I take the Truffle Shuffle because I love it? Or am I taking the 6313 here because, you know what? That's it was really, damn good. It was really good. And, and it's shocking me that I'm right now I'm telling myself I like the 6313 more than the truffle shuffle. So this is this is what I would do in that situation. I would take the truffle and the 6313 because it's your dad, right? And you know he likes Lob Creek, Knob Creek. So then I would, you know, say, hey, these are my two favorite of the recent Knob Creeks that I picked up. I want you to try both of them, and you make the decision on which one you like the best. I may actually go and wade in the creek because we're going to be on 14-mile creek. That's the reason what you're saying right now is the reason when you're going to buy a single barrel, you should buy two or maybe three. I, don't buy don't buy one because if you buy one and you really love it and you wish you could have bought another one what, what you're telling well, what me what happens is, if you buy one and you hate it <laughs> what you're actually telling me is it's still okay it's still bourbon though right yeah but you know i don't want to have to to have five different bottles that i'm using as mixers okay. have you ever hated an ofo bottle Hated it. Just like, I want to dump it down the drain. That's a hard question because... I've, I've, very had, I've, I've had very few bourbons I would ever want to drain pour. So that I have... So then, well, what's, what's the risk? I guess that's true. That gets into the question of, do you open a bottle, do you pour it, and you're not like, you know what, I don't love that. Then you come back to it a month later, like that new riff we we talked about maybe the one of the last couple episodes, and you're like, I didn't like new riff the first time, but you know, six months later, I loved new riff. So I had that. You you asked about Old Foe, which is Old Foe fanboy in me. I really did not like the Silver Dollars number one pick. SA number one. Silver Dollar saving their ass number one pick or whatever it was. Right. I didn't like it the, the first time I came to it. It's not that I couldn't drink it. It's just that, to me, it was... Off. It was way off flavor, flavor profile. It was way off profile from what I like about the old foe single barrel 90 proofs as Scott reverberates over there. Yeah, I actually leaned into the mic while I was trying to get but, a sniff. But I come back to it, you know, a month later, and that's really good. Things change. I but, change. But you, you talk about how you like that 6313 as much as the Truffle Shuffle, and you've talked about the Truffle Shuffle probably five times. I know. And it makes you want to – don't re- you wish you would have bought two bottles of that? Well, that makes what, – what I was going to say is that makes me want to go, and when I buy a single barrel, makes me want to open it immediately instead of saying, you know what, I got 40 open bottles I'm going to hold. So, yes, you're right that – at that point, had I bought 6313, opened it that day, and my palate was in the same place it's at today, and said, man, that is really good. I'm going to go back and buy four. So you brought up two things that really 
vary upon how you drink bourbon today. One is, are you going to have the same palate you had five months ago? And then two is, is something going to taste as good after it's had some oxidation to it as it did when you bought it? Um, is it going to age better or is it going to get worse? So I will say, so I tried water with every single one of these picks. No. I wouldn't do that. And that's fine. You don't have not, to do not that, right? Not with the Knob Creek. I don't do that with Knob Creek, and I don't do that with Old Forester. Well, Old but, Forester, shit, if you water Old Forester down at 90 proof, I mean, you're going to, what, like 60, 70 proof? Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're not drinking much. Right now, I'm not even doing that with the barrel strength just because as well I like brandy. it that good. Yeah, but I will say this. So I tried all three of them, and then after a little sip, I added just a, a dash of water or a couple of drops of water just kind of see the difference. The bold move cotton is actually probably the best of the three when you add water. Now, how weird is that? That that's funny that he said that because I'm exactly with you. I, um, in previous episodes, we've done a lot of different tastings together, and me and Scott have been more in line. But today, the sixty three thirteen is the third out of the three is the one that I like the best. The Did bold you try move them cotton. all with water? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so the bobo cotton is definitely the one that out of the three that I would. No, I would pick the truffle shuffle first, then sixty three, then neat. But when I added water, I would go cotton sixty three thirteen truffle truffle shuffle. Actually, I, I did not like it as much as water as I did neat. So what, what's the what, what we're saying today though is if you see a Knob Creek single barrel at the keg at the keg, buy it, buy it. And you know Maybe by two. You know what, guys? I would love for us to come back in three weeks, four weeks together, and we do the exact same tasting on the 6313 and the Truffle Shuffle. And I'm already going to go ahead and throw out that's a bold move cotton because it's been open for six months. Oh, absolutely. And it's, and it's geez, I mean, there's probably, what, 40% of that bottle left? At best. But I would love for us to come back to these two bottles they may not exist in three or four weeks, but I'd love for us to come back to them and say, all right, let's try this again. Let's see, because we opened them both. They were both fresh cracks today. And let's come back and say, all right, now that they've had some time, they're both below the neck. They're both, you know, about equal uh, down the bottle. I don't know. Who hit that 6313 hard to begin with? Was that me? No, that was me. That was you, okay. (laughs) Somebody somebody hit that one a little harder than the other one. I had to say, I'm going to love that bottle because I ain't opened it. (laughs) No, you know what? I love Old Old Forester. I really love Knob Creek. And I, I like Russell's and I like Wild Turkey. Yep. But so you're trying to say that Knob Creek jumped above Russell's? Um, it's hanging around there. It, it's hanging there because it's in the ballpark. He's I, saying. I say it's hanging there because over the summer, I don't look at Russell's Reserve as my summer drink because it's a little. I, I just feel like it's got more heat to it, even though it's less proof than this. Somewhere in my head, it's saying Russell's Reserve is more of a a winter, fall, winter drink. So if we came back and did this in January, it may be different. So one of the things that we've done is do a lot of reviews on picks. So if we're taters. So if you're going to if you're going to go and be in line for a pick, 
because or you're going to make sure that you're on that that list to be get to get the, they get to pick which brand would you make sure that you're on that? I mean, because we've had down home picks, we've had Nod Creek, we've had Buffalo Trace, we've had um, all these different picks of all these different brands. Which one would you go out of your way to get? Uh, that's a that's a really hard question. So it it really depends on. So if some random store was doing a LBC. Okay, so if it, so that's the thing. So like with LBC, I trust certain things about the LBC. Like I can say that hey, if the LBC does the a, yeah. So if the LBC did a Russell's pick, I would probably be one hundred percent. I wanted I want to get the Russell's pick from the LBC um, over the keg, just because of my prior experience with those. Um, you know the keg. I would say, hey, dude, like every Knob Creek pick I've ever had from the keg, I've really enjoyed. So I trust Todd's opinion on Knob Creek. Like that's obviously something that he likes. So I, I, I will say that that's my opinion in that situation is the fact that you have to know who's picking what brand or what variety because that's what variety or palette that you have that's similar to theirs. I just wish Todd would take me on a barrel pick with him. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to figure out whether or not Todd will let you know, you know BBT go out and do a pick with him. Maybe may, right. maybe we can talk him into doing a charity pick with us. Absolutely, and, and that's a valid point. So we have done to date. We've done two barrel picks, and they were both for charity. And the events I want, and I'm going to pull this out of my butt here, but I think we've raised over about seventy five hundred dollars just in 2020 for two charities of our our favorite charities so far. 7500 bucks. One of them included a raffle and some other things, but to date about $7500 doing some good in our hood. Absolutely. And and that's one of the things I've been super proud about um for what we've been doing uh is the fact that we're not only doing fun things, but we're doing good in our very own backyard to try to help people out. So Knob Creek, we on a previous podcast tried afternoon delight. We, which was the LBH pick and please don't sing it, Toby. Um, and <laughs> then we put did, your day job. We did three keg picks and I'm going to tell you guys, I have loved every one of these three keg picks. They're all different. They're all a little off profile from the Knob Creek. Uh, I want to say off off podcast today, Toby and I were talking about the Knob Creek 12-year, mm-hmm. which is really bold. It's the 12-year the that just got released this year is their... Which is ironic because it's, it's less proof than it's a hundred proof that's what i'm saying it's it's bottled in bond so basically it's 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 that hundred proof level and these are all 120s but it's really bold and really spicy and it's got some just upfront burn on the on it when you take it but i wonder if it's, it's the got same great mash bill. flavors though i mean just great flavors scott i don't think they changed their mash bill i i could be wrong but i i don't think they do either i was just curious so but what brand? I mean, if you saw a store pick, does LBC store pick doesn't matter. What which one are you going to go get in line for? Because that's the one that you. He's know holding our feet to the fire. Which one am I going to get in line for? Opfo. Anyone that has Old Forester, Knob Creek, 
and probably Russell's reserve. Scott? OWA. Pass. Is there a whole lot of OWA store picks? There are, but I will say that they're fewer and far between now that Foolproof's come out, which is sad. Foolproof? I mean... Foolproof's good. It's... I've got that silver dollar pick in there that is... I can't remember if it's cotton candy or marshmallow, but I didn't like it when I first opened it. A couple weeks later, came back to it and really loved it. Yeah, I, I just... To me... OWA is is the bomb. Like it's so damn good. Um, I, I I'm gonna say OWA number one. I I, I love OWA picks. You're a tater. I I might be a t- well. You know, Weller Twelve was my was my favorite bourbon for a long time, and because it just became less readily available. Do you like your taters mashed? Yes, mashed, but I like them lumpy. Okay, <laughs> lumpy mashed. Lumpy with lots of butter. Um, and then Ooh. I would say probably viscousy. I'm going to say probably Russell second. Okay. Ovo third. Right. Actually, no, no. Man, that's I'm I really love Four Roses too. What's crazy about what you're saying and what you're saying is that you see a lot of store picks and the ones that that people get in line for. They're not getting in line for a Knob Creek pick. No, they're getting in line for Willets and all they're, kinds of other. They're getting crazy in line things. for that for Get, Blanton's. Getting in line for a bag of taters. Yep. But, but what? Why are they getting in line for the Blanton's store pick? Secondary when, market. When you can get a keg store pick, that's to me, it's better. They're getting in line for a store pick because marketing and social media told them they needed to. Well, it's it's secondary market, like you know. Unfortunately, I have bought off the secondary market. I have not sold on the secondary market with the exception of for charity. No, I I, I agree, but I'm just telling well, you. Well, he doesn't agree. In the, he agrees that you did that. Right. It's no, not agreeing that no, he hasn't done so that. So listen, I, I've sold my fair share of bottles on the secondary market. I haven't because I don't and, want to and, hassle And the main it. reason why is because I want to have as much bourbon as I have as close to free as I possibly can, Right. Well, that you, being you said, cheap. no, I, I'm I'm one of the cheapest son of a bitches you know. Other than Steve Weber, I'm probably the cheapest son of a bitch. Dude, that dude, you, know. you just called him out. It's like calling Dean out. It's Weber. <laughs> Weber, that's right. I forgot about it. It is Weber. Weber. <laughs> so now, uh, now on, it has to be Weber. Yeah, Steve Weber. Um, Y'all are mean. So we'll tell you the story. We'll afterwards. tell you the story afterwards. Uh, but long story short, so yes, I've I've sold more than my fair share of bottles to try to go at and pay for other bottles, right? Like, I, I sold some of my favorite Four Roses picks to buy George T. Stagg. You know, I bought, I sold some of my favorite, you know, Weller Foolproofs to buy five or six bottles. Like, I literally sold one bottle of Weller Foolproof to buy three bottles of OWA store picks. So and what, that's before OWA store picks went crazy. What you're telling me is you look at bourbon as a business. It's not that I look at it as a business, but I look at it as how many more bottles can I get to enjoy for the cheapest amount of money. Scott, you're a lot smarter than me because I just crack them and I drink them. Yep. Not, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? I, I, I'm with you. I love to crack and open my bourbon. I love to enjoy it. And there's nothing in my house other than two bottles of Old Forester birthday bourbon that I will not share with anybody. 
and that's because they're my daughter's birthday. I'm going to open them as soon as I get over there next time. <laughs> you probably would, you bastard. Fresh Crack Friday. But that being said. I was going to open up their Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. He was wow. like, can I open their Christmas presents? Because <laughs> Toby's just funny. What a tool. <laughs> um, but that being said, it, it's just it's a different experience in those situations. So, so. let me sum this up. I really like Knob Creek. Knob Creek's good. Fantastic. And, and I enjoyed all of these. And the keg did excellent jobs on all of them. And I'm sorry that our listeners can't go and buy these bottles right now. Because they're all sold out. Because they're all sold out. Maybe because they're in my basement. But they're really good. That just means that next time that they release something, go get it. Trust Todd. Trust the keg. Stop Knob waiting Creek. around. I would agree. Good deal. If you want to listen to Bourbon Barrel Talk more, you can hit the subscribe button. It's real simple. Right, Toby? Hit subscribe. Apple, Spotify, uh, Apple, Apple Podcast. Make iTunes, sure you subscribe. Whoever. That means it gets downloaded right away so you don't have to go and actually select it. That's right. Because we're lazy and we don't want to push a button that says download. There you go. That's right. I don't like downloading. I like to just Stop hit subscribe the and hit play. Stop all the downloading. Then Bourbon Barrel Talk. You can find us on Instagram. Facebook is my favorite medium to use. I need to get somebody to run That's our Twitter and our Instagram Because you're older than the millennial. Dude, I'm old. I can't help it. I'm old. I, I don't know what to tell you. You can also find us at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com if you want to ask us any questions or if you have comments or concerns about the podcast. Also, if you want us to do a barrel pick for your charity, we would be more than glad to use what uh, resources we have to do that for you. You can email us or you can uh, tag us on Facebook or you can message us and we'll be glad to do what we can to help you out. This is Scott Minton. High corn, high corn fanboy out. And Toby. See ya. Bye-bye.